Hey, beloved, and welcome back to another episode of A Tiny Revolution. I'm Kevin, and this is like episode 119, I think. 119 or 120. Can't remember, but I'll check it later. By the way, I'm glad you're here. Today, I've got two of my favorite humans. Um, I'll call them like my pandemic uh, online lovers maybe i don't know they're both like straight dads so like you know how that works anyways uh today on the show we've got dirty rotten church kids hosts adrian gibbs and josh link two amazing florida millennial dads former pastors and they're asking the questions that so many people are thinking and their their little podcast that started off as just like two guys asking questions has blossomed into a whole ass community full of people asking like you know what what does christianity look like outside of toxic evangelicalism they had me on their show um way back at the beginning and i didn't know what to expect but i had such a blast with them i had so much fun and uh, having them on my show was like no exception we really got into some delightful commentary about christianity and what the world what's going on in the world and we also got to uh to just really like love on each other. And so it was like super gay, you know. But anyways, before we jump into the show, I just want to like bring your attention to a couple things. Uh, it's uh, less than a month until the United States presidential election. And I know that people are talking your heads off about getting uh, getting your ass a plan to vote. And you're if you're the person who is annoyed by people asking if you have a plan to vote, it's because you don't have a plan to vote. Because if you said, hey, do you have a plan to vote? All you got to do is say, yeah, yeah, I do. I got a plan to vote. This is what I'm doing. And and they'll say, oh, my God, that's so great. I hope that you keep that up. So, yeah, make sure you have a plan to vote. You can go to votesaveamerica.com, fairfight.com, and a whole bunch of other. Basically, just get on the Internet and make your plan to vote in person. Because if you haven't received your absentee ballot before now, I'm not saying that it's not coming, but I'm saying that you need to make a plan. So... Get ready for just a month of doing early voting, of getting in there, so that way when election day finally does come, we can get him out of the White House. So make sure you've got your plan. That's all I'll say about that. Secondly, if you are following me, you know that I do workshops once a month, and I'm getting ready to launch my next workshop, which is going to be called Beyond the Canon. And in this, uh, we're going to have some really frank conversations about some early texts that don't get a lot of love from uh, what's traditionally been in the canon. So we're going to be exploring the Gospels of Mary Magdalene, Philip, Thomas. We're going to be talking about Thunder Perfect Mind. We're going to be talking about where these texts were, why they were excluded, and what we know now. Why we are looking back to these texts for wisdom and why we think that the canon should be a little bit wider. So if you've ever been interested in stuff like the Gospel of Mary Magdalene or Thomas or just a a, a Christianity that we haven't really tried yet, as our friend Megan Watterson put it, I'd love for you to come check out this workshop. All the information is going to be at thekevingarcia.com and I will see you there, my friends. Uh, I think that's everything. If you haven't checked out my book, go buy it. It's available online. And if you want to, you can use the code REVOLUTION5 to get five bucks off your ebook of Bad Theology Kills. That's at badtheologykills.com. Okay, I'm not going to give you any more spammy little things. Just make sure you register to vote. That's all I really care about. Anyway, so this is uh, the conversation. This is the pod today. So make sure you get something to drink, settle in, or just like, I don't know, do what you do. Make yourself comfortable. Light some candles. You know, light some incense, throw it around the room, and uh, enjoy this conversation with my friends, Adrian and Josh, the Dirty Rotten Church Kids. stellar meme account you're bound to get some some play on the internet and <laughs> the dirty rotten church kids instagram jumped over 20k in like yeah. a, a blip it was it's w- crazy so cool though oh thank you it was like we did like a, we had like 5000 followers in june and now it's like the end of august and we're, we just hit like almost like so, 21 it's like crazy my, my cynical brain is like yep yeah, that's been great now they're all going to find a reason to hate us and all yeah. so and they're cool. all going to disappear. <laughs> but hey, and you know what? Man. That could be true. They might yeah. end up hating you for some reason. Yeah. Like just like you have you it's ever a- heard about cancel culture? <laughs> <laughs> it's out there. 
You know what's funny, Kevin, is even as hearing you say that, I like don't know how to take a compliment or I don't know how to like appreciate like or even agree with like, yeah, it's doing really well because like I feel like, oh, I'm being so proud and look how look at the deceitful mm. the deceit in my heart, which is such a programmed <laughs> yeah. it's a church kid yeah. thing. It really is. It's like we're going to make ourselves so small because it's not about us. It's about the glory of the Lord. And I just want to say, like, it's not me. It's Jesus. I was just going to ask you if you used to do that. I used to do that on the regular. Yeah. And that was okay. What's so interesting is like I learned that from like church culture to Mm -hmm. like don't be proud and like, you know, just make sure you're giving all the glory to God and whatnot. And um, so, like, I lived that way, but I always felt weird about saying, oh, no, 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 it's all it's all God. I'm like, what is I, I didn't understand what that means. But I played on a version like I would just tell people, oh, no, 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 it wasn't that good. You know, I, I made oh, some mistakes. Wow. In it. Yeah. Right. And then one Sunday after I did the special music, my mama said, you know, Kevin, sometimes people just want to hear you say thank you. And I was like, oh. what? It's, and she's right. like, she's like, that's not about, she's like, they're just telling you something that you did for them. And all you have to mm. do is say, thank you. Like, doesn't matter what you think about what you did. Yeah. It's, th- oh. it's about them. So just wow. say, thank you. And so I started doing that. And, yeah. um, that's helped because if someone says, oh my God, your stuff literally stopped me from killing myself. Thanks. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. that it, I'm glad it helped. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was always like a position of, well, someone says you did a good job. Like, how low can you get on the floor and prostrate before the cross? <laughs> Amen. Not take a compliment. Like, no, I'm, I'm not going to accept it. Yeah. It's Jesus. Yeah. Like, Jesus, Jesus didn't learn that four chord progression. That was all me, man. That was me. Key of oh. G, Capo 3. That yeah, was dude, me. Let's go. Key of G, Capo 3. Okay, so that's, that's the title of our first <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's gonna be brilliant I yeah can't. for those who don't know it's all gonna sound uh, the same too just to add some context we decided that we we're gonna form a band yes. Uh, yes and this band is gonna be called the dirty rotten revolution uh, and it's just the three of us and it's gonna be great josh yeah. you play drums i play bass yes. it's gonna be perfect uh, keys invokes over here perfect and i've great. got a little bit of guitar skills but again just enough for key of gk03 <laughs> great Kevin, and the- you, you can be like the mysteriously sexy can jump to any instrument but it's actually just the keys and guitar like oh he can play so many uh, instruments uh, like, multi-instrumentalist they are yeah, yeah. Dude, that'll bring in some like really musical people too yeah so i'm like i'm the is i'm the gay israel houghton out in this bitch <laughs> that's what i'm here for i love it i love it um okay so before we keep going uh, there might be humans out there who have never heard of you which like yeah. if you haven't heard of them like are you even on instagram i don't know <laughs> Um, if you haven't heard of Dirty Rotten Church Kids podcast, it's something that popped up in the past year mm-hmm. and it has kind of just blossomed into this whole thing. And it's really fucking cool to see. Like, Thank you. Like, I'm not going to even say like it's like becoming more mainstream, but just like I feel like conversations around faith yeah. uh, and questioning it and re- and kind of seeing the dichotomy of like that evangelicalism is evangelicalism's religion is really just the Republican party. Mm. Like people are really starting to see that. And you, y'all are giving some voice to that. Like, especially because like your, your, your proximity as far as timeline is concerned is like fairly recent. But anyways, um, tell people, um, in imagine it's a year from now, there's a vaccine. Joe Biden has been president for about nine months. Things are going great. (laughs) <laughs> and, um, you know, we all also like Elizabeth Warren somehow got our loans forgiven completely. <laughs> so in that world, we're at a party outside, yes. hanging out, um, oh, yeah. probably playing beer pong or something. But someone says, oh, my God, like, you guys seem really interesting. Like, what's your deal? What would like, what do you tell them? What do you oh, do? Boy. What's your thing? You want to Joshy? take this one, Adrian? Sure. Oh, Adrian is so much more flowery with his words. Um, <laughs> well, then maybe you should go first. I want to hear okay, both. Cool. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we, we told the story on the podcast, but basically Dirty Rotten Church Kids came from a place where we had both stepped away from a church we planted. We had both stepped away from just evangelical circles we existed in for so long. And when we stepped away, we realized there was little to no one and or resources that we were we were able to recognize quickly and so mm. we're like hey how about we just like get on a podcast we just talk the bullshit that we usually talk and hopefully 
when people get if people ever get to this deconstruction that and that's when we first found out what that word was but if people start deconstructing mm. they don't feel so alone right um because that's all we felt i mean we had our buddy danny prada mm. who actually got us connected to you kev uh, Danny is su- Danny's the best I was going to say I have to say two things in the same breath one a good like literally a man after God's own heart and yes. I don't even like he is what I like he is what evangelicals think David is you know mm, wow like, damn da- yes. you're right about that like wrong. David in reality like da- historical David trash monster who became a politician sure <laughs> like wow yeah bad bad news but danny prada uh also he and his wife are so hot they're hot yeah. yes. they're so they're hot. like if you're listening to this danny and i hope you are because if you're not you're not a true fan and you're probably homophobic <laughs> but danny um i mean you know that i think this about you like i asked you out for coffee but then i realized you had a wife and i was like fuck oh, i guess i'll be his friend <laughs> Anyways, all that to say, Danny Prada, and you were, you were, yeah. Sad. So, Danny and Emily, by the way, real quick, Danny and Emily, they're like the kids at the high school that are also vampires. You know what I'm talking oh about? Oh my God. They're like, 100. just really hot. Like, you're for sure vampires. You're, listen, they're ageless. Yes. Like, they are the same yesterday, today, and probably forever. That's uh, it. Like, not a, like, cause like they're like mid 30s, getting up into their 40s, best yeah. up of their life. It's just like, y'all hit the genetic lottery and then you found each other, and Jesus really blessed y'all. They're doing great. They're doing great. And you know what? Uh, In 2021, uh, after I've been running and shit and like, I've been doing y'all out of yoga. I can tell. I I was going to say, you look a little little slimmer. You look great. You know. Good on you. I'm not going to lie. So middle of pandemic, I had um, a pretty serious medical emergency. I had to go to the Mm. hospital, like had to go to the ER because I was like, Throwing up and fevers and shit in my brains out for like. I remember reading about this. Yeah, it was like shit. five days, and I was like, oh. two, I was like basically incapacitated, and uh, I called like the emergency nurse line, and they're like, "You need to go to the hospital as soon as possible." And I wow. was like, "This is peak Corona. This is like at the top yeah. of the first peak." Yep. And I'm like, I don't want to go there because we still don't know a lot about mm-hmm. it, and I'm gonna go in here and I'm gonna catch COVID and I'm gonna die. And I also Scary. had a friend's mom recently oh, die, wow. like, like just recently or before that happened die from COVID and I was like I am not going to have my I don't want to have my last time seeing my friends be a year ago Yeah. Mm. and so I was like I had to a little mourn for myself a little bit and then say Kevin if you wear your mask and they, everybody wears their mask the, ter- the chances of spreading it are only 1.7% mm. and so I just had to remind myself of, of the words of Dr. Anthony Fauci God save his soul <laughs> <laughs> um, but I went in there, got really, really, you know, figured out what was wrong. Um, got had colitis. Colitis is like an inflammation of the colon. And wow. um, it's like, it's not normal. Like the bacteria you get, it, like you can get it from either like dirty water or eating ass. So okay. I want you to guess which one I yeah. was doing. The <laughs> water in Georgia is disgusting. Water. Yeah, the water in Fulton uh, County is fucked water. up. Like Flint, Michigan, who? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just kidding. That was really bad. But also, shout out to uh, the people of Flint. They got a settlement finally. Oh, no way. I mm-hmm. can't even remember when that even started. It was so long yeah, ago. Yeah, I know, man. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Man, what we've lived through. Guys, Ugh. we've lived through so much. It's yeah. wild. Like, it's I remember, wild. like, going back, like, Columbine. Like, that was the first thing. I remember, mm-hmm. like, something in the public being the scary thing. Mm-hmm. That was as and far then 9-11 as and... It's just like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, and crazy. now we're like full, I hate saying that we're full ass adults because I think, I don't know if you guys relate to this, but like being former church kids and youth group mm-hmm. kids, like there is this kind of arrested development that we, many of us experienced into our mid twenties and late twenties. And now, uh, at least for me, like I, I think I went through my phase where I had so much freedom and I did everything with it and it was just too much. And now I'm like, I'm old again. I feel my age. I'm turning <laughs> 31 guys. Wow. Yeah. I, I, uh, was, we actually had a conversation with Danny about this and, and it, we didn't get a chance to dig into it, but he said there is something in a lot of people that grew up in these evangelical spaces where you almost look back at the years that you've lost mm-hmm. with grief Yes. And I feel that because like for Josh and I, like we born and raised in church, right? And and we were like 
staffers. You worked worked the path. You did the path. Yes, yes. Exactly. And so, like, from, I I was probably started serving when I was 12. Yeah. And then I'm 31 now. So it was was four years ago that I stopped, you know? And that feels like that was your whole life. It it was a whole life, it feels like. Mm -hmm. Um, So I totally feel that, that feeling of, like, well, there was my childhood, there was my college, there was my high school, and all those things. Mm. Yeah, and it was interesting to kind of go back to the question that you asked a while back. Oh my God, we did ask a question. That's fine. That's fine. It's, it's, it's just Josh. It doesn't matter. It's just yeah. Josh. Um, but Listen, uh, I'll belong in the kingdom of God. You don't put him down like that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Prostrate. <laughs> oh. If you say it fast, it always sounds like prostate, which is just weird. But I mean, with Jerry Falwell, anything's possible. Mm. Oh, come on. You better bring it around to something relevant. (laughs) Exactly. I don't want to say relevant because that's triggering for some people. Gotcha. Oh, true. (laughs) For real. Also, fuck you, relevant. Sorry. Actually, do you know, fuck uh, the the question. I I actually visited Relevant uh, Magazine headquarters when I was in a band. Yeah. Let's just swing by when I was in another band, Gibbs. I was cheating uh, on you with another band. I get it. Um, I'm cool. No, but we visited by because that was like the cool spot to be in Orlando, just outside of downtown. For sure. Um, and they were recording someone's like really shitty VH1 unplugged session. I can't remember what nice. the other band was. Oh, what, um, did they, what did they call them? I was such a relevant junkie. Oh, for sure. For sure. Same. God. Wow. But yeah, it's it, that whole period of time. Mark Driscoll was fucking cool. Adrian yep. was wearing a bunch of flannel, so I'm like, oh, flannel's cool. I can wear that too now. Um, In Florida, just sweating my balls oh, yeah. out. Matt Chandler, yeah. David Platt, and then we all felt good for including John Piper because he was just our old grandpa. <laughs> good old Jay Pipes. Who loved us enough to tell us that we were the worst. Oh, my. He <laughs> so. really he wanted to keep us humble, really. <laughs> yes. you know? No wonder we loved it. We were just so oh, humble. Yeah, it was yeah. disgusting. It was, so, it's so interesting. Like, uh, I think I say this as somebody who has been in two years of therapy and like has dedicated most, no, I've been in therapy. How long? Hold on. I can do the math. What year is it now? 2020? It's 2020. What year is it? <laughs> yeah. I've been in therapy for nearly, I guess it'll be three years in October. Cool. Wow. Amazing. Three That's years great. of therapy. Almost like every other week. Very oh, rarely. Wow. I love my therapist. She's a doll. Um, I really hit the jackpot as far as therapists. Mm. So I say, I, uh, not to go off on a tangent, but uh, I say that as somebody who has I've been working on myself pretty nonstop for a mm. while. So, um, and I give thanks that I've had this space and um, a, a therapist with a sliding scale. <laughs> I saw something on Twitter and someone posted, they were like, last thing we need right now is like two cishet dudes of the podcast we need them to go to two years of therapy first and then they can have their podcast mm-hmm. and i was like oh boy Ugh. i realized how much of our podcast too is just us unpacking all of our own yeah. trauma that could have been reserved for a therapist you know but also <laughs> this one's free so you like write about you write about that and it's a hard this time is free therapy there. and you know what i was thinking about this is that like toxic masculinity is such a thing that mm. so many folks don't know what to do with uh, mm. part of me is like yo if we gave every angry frustrated like straight white guy a podcast and they could just talk and talk and talk and talk about all the things that they rage in a safe space who knows it might actually do them some good we already mm-hmm. have joe rogan though so i think we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's true i think he's enough uh straight white man oh my gosh. podcast for all of us yeah but what's interesting about joe rogan is like paying attention to him i think is kind of important because he has a finger on the pulse of, of like what's going on in like I guess, in white cis het man, which is basically yes. like in the, I would say in the mind of like the everyday, uh, dude who probably doesn't think he's racist, but also doesn't want to vote for Trump, but also doesn't want to vote for Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Yep. And also, you know, kind of wants like all the things that you know. What, I don't know what straight dudes want. <laughs> what do you? What do y'all? What do y'all? Trucks, muscles, uh, NASCAR, probably NASCAR, yeah. Slim Jims. Uh, Never do a Slim Jim. <laughs> God. But, but, but to his to his credit, as if Joe Rogan needs any more, like any more credit given to him, like he he definitely has a wide range of people on his podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the stuff I can't vibe with, I'm like dude, like you're just speaking directly against science. That's it's just not real. But 
he knows what he's doing because he struck a huge deal with Spotify. Yeah. And so now he's going to be doing video podcasts on Spotify. And Spotify. Oh, that's wild. My, like, I'm really looking forward to the YouTube Spotify fight. That's kind of like, I love that tech shit. It's oh, like a huge thing. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm thinking like, because like, uh, people, here's the wild thing is that like, fuck, I should be recording this right now and making, because like this, eh, well, next time. It's one of those <laughs> things, and this is why I wanted to talk to you about accountability for me, is like, I, for some reason, have been experiencing like res- resistance in my own person around like wanting to produce. It's just like, okay, this thing is, we're going to put it out on Wednesday. Wednesday comes and goes. I didn't even touch it. Mm. Thursday came and went. Friday came and went. And now it's Saturday and I still haven't put out a podcast this week. Mm. I need to be putting it out consistently because um, uh, I don't want to say that my money depends on it. But like, <laughs> this and it's is great. And people love it. Yeah. Also. And I also really enjoy doing it. So, like, I just need you guys, like, send me a text message and say, hey, buddy. <laughs> oh, I will. We will. Just don't even I, say anything else. Just, hey, buddy. <laughs> just, hey, buddy. <laughs> Which is like, that. yeah, whatever. Are you a creative, Kevin, that uh, works best in moments of inspiration? Or are you, like, I'm a creative that it's, like, my butt needs to be in the chair and, like, in discipline comes art? You know, like, there's kind of two schools of thought. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm the middle way between those mm, two. Okay. Because if we look at my, if we look at my birth chart. Oh, here we go. Let's um, go. But legitimately. So, um, my, I, my Saturn and my Neptune are sitting on top of each other. Like in my chart, they're literally separated by less than two degrees. And that's really fucking weird huh. or like abnormal. Saturn is the planet that rules, um, that rules discipline and work and purpose. It's the taskmaster. It's like the one who's no bullshit. That's what when people talk about a Saturn return uh, in your mid thirties, it's like uh, Saturn returns to the place it was in your chart and it kind of shakes things up and mm. people will say like, I'm having a midlife crisis and uh, astrologers would call that a Saturn return. Cause it's gotcha. like, it's like if you want to, you can lean into the things that like let go of the things that are falling apart because they weren't solid anyways. Um, and then allow yourself to move into your true adulthood, into your mm. purpose, into your calling. Um, so I I just finished up my Saturn return um, at the beginning of this year. Thank God it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it was it was wonderful in the sense that I learned a lot, but I also like it's 2020 and I'm tired. Yep. And mm. Neptune is the planet that rules um, the creative flow, mystery, wanting to like. Uh, just be like you said, like a moment of inspiration. Mm. Um, and so those two things like sit right on top of each other and they feel like they can be opposing forces in a lot of ways. But really, I think I am at my best when I say, all right, from X time to X time, we're going to accomplish this thing. If I plan, like if I literally make a plan, Mm. I'll do it. If I make a checklist, I'll do it. Yeah. I'm just, I think, uh, my mental health kind of has like gotten the best of me recently and I just need a little help. I get it. I totally get it. What I will say to your credit, um, Kev, is that one, the YouTube videos you put out, I watch them all the time. I love them. I I, I had no idea what that, what the, the, the video you released on prep was. That was super informative. I, I clicked on it cause I was cooking. Like Kev has a new video. I'm watching like, Oh, I learned something new. Um, so your content is great when you put it out. Um, Thank you. And we were getting ready for our interview with Matthias Roberts, and I found a video with uh, you and him in a hotel room drinking oh, like a couple years back. Uh, Hillary Duff is a secret Christian. Yes, that's, that's the, the name of that video. <laughs> yeah, it's that's not great. very well viewed. I should have probably I like. It. I don't get like. I think it's the funniest thing, and it's also like one of the videos where I had a moment of like uh, we could say transcendental experience, like because I had a, my friend. Um, Austin, who's in the room, he's a trans guy. And I was talking about, you know, not quite feeling these things. He's like, Kevin, the only reason that uh, trans people are associated with, uh, trans people are associated with like having to change your body or something is because of the medicalization and pathology, pathologization, you know what I'm saying? To make a pathology out of trans identity. And it's just like, because it's literally, it has nothing to do with that. And I was like, Mm. And so in that video, like you can see me having like this like light bulb moment and my friend Miles, who is also a trans guy, 
uh, hadn't transitioned yet. Like that video was like a, a light bulb moment for him yeah. too. And I'm like, are you saying that we both had a, a transcendental experience <laughs> at the same time? And so to speak to that, right, like these moments that you put out content, like you never know the impact it's going to have. Mm-hmm. And so and, and so we had a similar thing just to kind of touch on what you were saying. We had an interview lined up a couple of weeks back and it fell through for whatever reason. And so Josh and I kind of had to just pull something out of the air. We didn't really know we were kind of scrounging, but we didn't want to just not put something out. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of just threw together some notes and then we just kind of riffed in front of a microphone for two hours as we do on these fucking podcasts. Yeah. And, you know, wouldn't you know it? People said, thank you so much because you said this and this and this. And so um, to your point, as much as it does suck, like mm. just getting yourself there, just know that like, even if you don't mean to put out anything, you might not even know how good or as how, how needed your content is. Yo, do you guys remember blogging? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I was like a Tumblr. I was a Tumblr guy. Yeah. I got a blog spot, but I ain't telling no one. <laughs> it's still active and I still read it and cry. I ain't telling shit. I think I have a Tumblr somewhere too. I also had a Zanga back in the day. Whoa. Yo. Nice. You know what yeah. Zanga is. Bro, there's, Zanga. There's a, Zanga, there's a, there's a, GeoCities, let's go. <laughs> There's a definite split within the millennial community of people who knew about Zanga and people yeah. who didn't know about Zanga. Um, I'm in the split because Zanga was a little bit before my time. Oh my god! I just never got into the into, into the bandwagon. The no, bandwagon. it's okay. Um, it's people like me who like wanted to be self-important. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, also like this is. Let me let me get back to it. Um, but I think something I noted about like when blogging was the thing and blogging was the way that you drove traffic and got you know, book deals and shit, all that stuff. Um, I would note like the ones where like, I didn't give a fuck about what I was really writing. And I was just like, actually honest and actually raw Mm -hmm. and actually like saying the thing, the way I needed to say it. And cause I think for a long time, especially early in my career, I was very focused on bridge building and very focused on reforming the church and reforming these systems because I felt like, there was a necessary, like I had to like pay homage to the thing that gave me my faith in the first place. Yes. Yep. And to say, it's just like to save, you know, this thing that meant so much to me, but I, so anyways, all that to say is like, you're right. When I don't, when I give less of a shit, you know, when I'm not as self, like when I'm not self-conscious about the mm. art that needs to be created, I can create very, very quickly and easily because it's just like, oh yeah, of course this thing is supposed flow. to come in. That's yep. flow. And when I'm honestly, when I'm editing my podcast, I'll be there, you know, in there for two hours and like look up and don't I'm like, eat. Whoa. Yep. yep. I'm not hungry. I don't need to take yep. a smoke break. Like I am just go, go, go. Yep. Although I usually take a smoke break in there anyway. <laughs> I don't naughty. Um, and by that, listen, I um, I don't smoke cigarettes. That shit will give you cancer. <laughs> well, it's funny you say. Also, that. not to it. condemn people who I'm, some of my best friends smoke cigarettes. I don't give a fuck. It's your choice. Just know it's killing you. But you know that. You know that. They know it. Yeah. Sorry, know. you were saying. Um, no, I think I I actually took a page out of your book, Kevin. When we interviewed you earlier on, um, I asked you like, how do you kind of like set a bar for yourself where you feel like you have to Mm. kind of um, uh, balance the expectation of audience. And you were kind of like, I just set the bar as low as possible by just being myself right from the get. Like, you know exactly from the get what you're in for. And that really informed a lot of what we do, I think, um, in like the Dirty Rotten Church Kids, both the podcast and like the Instagram stuff. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like we started the whole thing assuming that no one was going to give a shit. Mm-hmm. And so we were just like, let's just be honest, because no one's going to read this shit anyway, or no one's going to listen to this shit anyway. And when they started doing it, it was almost like, well, the bar has been set from the get go. Mm-hmm. It's like, why start? Why backpedal now and pretend to be something or someone that we're not? Why try and change or pivot? Just mm-hmm. keep doing what, what's been happening. And what's really cool is we'll get DMs from people who start going back through our, our episodes and they, they come across yours, Kev's. Mm. And the amount of DMs we've gotten, people's... Like the, there's one part you said, I think it was towards the end of the episode where um, someone had asked a question for you, like, what do, what do I do if my church isn't isn't uh, affirming, mm-hmm. if they don't support the LGBTQ community? And you put it out there so well in only the way you can. It's like, <laughs> I remember, well, I think I remember. <laughs> well, you can stick around and you can try to work hard and try to change it from within. 
but just get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, you're like, if you're going to be an ally, be a fucking ally. Yeah. <laughs> <run out> of- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. It, it was so good. Uh, yeah. And so many people have been like, oh, my. Like, I was wrestling through that decision. Mm-hmm. And Kevin saying that gave me the freedom to just let it go. Oof. Um, and, and, and that just came from you just being yourself. And I think that's that, that, that that's so cool just to see people vibe with our guest and vibe with Kev. Yeah, um, a lot of a lot of folks connected with us because of you. So yeah, uh, yeah. and up, it's up also like it's like a lot of people have been connecting with me and working with me because they heard me Hell on yeah. your podcast. Yeah. So just oh, like cool. you honestly help pay my bills. Like Let's go. for a lot of this pandemic, I'm not. You guys think I'm fucking with you, but I'm not. <laughs> like amazing. I fucks with you, but I'm not fucking with you. <laughs> What's funny is I was I think I was telling you, Link. So like up until our interview with you, Kev, Danny Prada was the most. I, I call I call him a snowflake famous, famous mm. in a very niche, yeah. very, very niche. specific manner. But then once he spoke to you, Kev, you are easily outshone him as far as snowflake fame. And because <laughs> of it, we have name dropped you on the regular to Listen, so many folks. <laughs> name drop me all you want, because like I actually like when I tell you like I really do genuinely like you both as humans. Oh, thank you. Like Same. you are the like when this shit's over, we're gonna have a backyard barbecue. Yeah. Um. We're probably and we're probably going to record a podcast at the same time because yeah, we're fucking oh, tore yeah, up. Also, <laughs> like, Natty hey Lyle, everyone, Mike's hard lemonade. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to this dirty <laughs> podcast. This <laughs> tiny red dirty. I don't. Um, I took a shower <laughs> and then I sniffed myself. Also, exactly. I did put on deodorant today. I'm very proud of myself. Look at you. Listen, small victories every I, I, day. I have a question. Okay. Yes. Your bo. And this is goes for you too, Adrian, because I worked out this morning and mm. I smelled myself. Mm. My BO smells like onions. Mm. Is that everyone? <laughs> How much onions do you eat typically? Uh, I didn't have any last night, and I didn't have any the day before. It just smells like similar to onions. If I could, if I could mm. okay. So you're like a BO onion. To be honest, my BO, it's nearly not that bad. Have you ever? I, I like rarely am like, oh my god. Like I rarely have like the smell myself moment. Well, like, so I don't, well, I don't like, really know. like your workout clothes. What's that smell like? <sighs> Cause that was my shirt that stunk, mm. but I, I was like, it smells just kind of like like just like clothes that have been like that are just wet, and then they just kind of air dry, so they just kind of smell kind of musky. Danky. It's just kind of a okay. dank. Gotcha. It's just kind of dank. It's not like a, mm. a, a, a onions on a hot dog. I mean, yeah, I don't, you, I don't, I don't have the onion problem. Mine just smells like I just. It sometimes like will start. I'm like, wow, this smells like middle school locker room. I'm triggered. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Because like, that's the kind of I think that's I think that's what I smell like, but like also like, um, you know, honest talk like coronation. You know, I'll shower maybe every other day, mm-hmm. like sure. just because like I barely leave the house. I'll usually like rinse my hair, maybe. I'm like if I'm going for a run, I'll I'll shower off afterwards. But like, who's someone knocking? Do you Hello? need to yeah, get it's, that? It's it's my daughter. One second. It's okay. <laughs> Listen. Come here, come here. Hurry, hurry. Come on, show you her hat. Yes, yes, show me your beautiful hat. Is this the hat that she was making? I think last night they were making hats. Show me what you made me. What you got, girl? What do you have? I am. Oh, you're embarrassed? Okay. Sometimes. Let me see the hat. Oh, I love it. Bye, Emma. Love you. Thank you. Can you leave it in here? You want to say hi to Adrian and Kevin, Noah? Josh is such a great dad. Yo, dad life is right. Dad energy. That's big dad energy. Right it really there. is. Totally. I uh, I have one of my clients who has his daughter at home right now, and she always she's been coming in during our sessions, and I'm just like, oh, little baby. <laughs> that's, that's Noah. He's a uh, man. He, I don't think he has one emotion. He has every single emotion, all the time. <laughs> Um, listen, you know what you need to do? You need to play him Emotions by uh, Destiny's Child and just have him memorize the song. And so when he gets emotional, he can just start singing, It's just emotion taking uh. me over. Uh. Also, Caught Kevin, can you can you start doing more hymn covers on Instagram, please? Yeah. I'm really enjoying the pro. I need to figure out how to get better sound, which is really what it mm. comes down to. Because okay. I've just been putting it on, just turning on my iPhone. Yeah, and, sure. And using... Also, if y'all need a light, this is the best little thing. Oh, it's just cool. a little cube. And also, check it. Is it rechargeable? 
Yes, it's rechargeable. Hell yeah. I've had, I've been, I charged this a couple weeks ago. It's still going and it still has 100% battery. Like, it has an nice. indicator on the back. And also, you can change the colors. Oh, they're sick. How, how fun is that? And then you can also, like, ooh, multiple changes. Let's go. <laughs> Throw it up in the background of something. Wow. Yeah. You've had, we have about 30 of those at our Backyard Barbecue <laughs> podcast. <laughs> backyard Barbecue podcast tour. Oh, that would be fun. America, hot dogs and steak. <laughs> oh Josh Link smelling like onions. <laughs> I smell like onions and Kev smells like middle school. And Adrian smells great. Yeah. Adrian, you do smell like the, the one out of all of us who I think would smell the best, yeah. to be Thank honest. You. Yeah. Thank you. It's a, it's, a, it's a brand. Yeah. That I try and foster. <laughs> I'm over here looking like, uh, I'm currently wearing a crop top with a rainbow on it and beads. I'm just like, I look like. The lesbian camp counselor of my dreams. <laughs> there is like big like seventies retro camp counselor energy, which I absolutely adore. It's wet we hot actually American just, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I cannot w- listen. When I tell people like I have a dream, like because like this was my plan for this year was I was trying to get a, a big old queer summer camp together, mm-hmm. and it cool. was going to be perfect. We had like the the place worked out, we had the money worked out, and then the world closed down. I was like, Ugh. Ugh. and so. Yeah. But summer 2021 vaccine yeah, pending in Jesus' name and Joe yep. Biden save us all. Kamala, I love you. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, I, but I'm so serious. Like, I want to put together a big, um, I want to call it a big queer summer camp, but everybody's invited because mm-hmm. I believe within queerness, everything is included. Wow. Love that. Because that's honestly like, that's what it is. It's, um, Queerness says include everything that is love and exclude nothing. Mm. Wow. And so it, that to me agrees with the principle of uh, n- nothing real can be threatened and nothing unreal exists. Wow. So Oof. come yeah. on, somebody. Wow. Preach. Sorry, I didn't That's mean good. to, to, to take good. it. I needed That's that so in good. the middle of Saturday afternoon. I, yeah, same. I, so like... My life that I've been working on right now, uh, I've been teaching this spiritual reformation course with, um, right now we have seven humans who are part of it from all across the world. That's cool. That's the crazy wow. thing. And the, the thing I work with, I work with the Course in Miracles workbook for students, and it's a single idea every single day. And I knew it was good. I didn't know it was going to be this good. Mm, nice. And the oh, thing yeah. I am blown away by is people's willingness to show up and be vulnerable and say, this is what I'm struggling with. This is a, a phrase I'm getting caught up on. How can I change my mind about it? And yep. then we practice meditation. And then also, as I've been you know, teaching meditation, I also realize that I've been accidentally hypnotizing people because I'm also <laughs> training to be a hypnotherapist right now. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm not gonna let you go past that. You've been accidentally hypnotizing people. Yes, because meditation, self-meditation, anytime. So guided meditation is actually a form of hypnosis. So think about when you're listening to a guided meditation, they're saying, mm-hmm. you know, you're feeling very relaxed right now. I'm actually gonna get closer to the mic so I can do this. Yeah, there we go, ASMR. So, um, you know, if you guys, if you want to, take a moment to take a deep mm-hmm. breath in, close your eyes, feel the love of God entering your body from the top of your head, moving down into your shoulders into your elbows, into your hands, opening up through your heart space, your mid-body, your back, all the way down to your root in your hips. You feel peaceful. And all the way this, this flood of love and peace goes down into your thighs and your knees, all the way down into your shins and calves, touching on your heels and pushing all the way through your toes. You feel completely at ease. And in this moment, I want you to recognize in your mind's eye where love is located, in you. And I want you to feel that love as a small glowing ball of light in the very center of your heart. And with every breath, it opens up wider and wider, moving to every section of your skin, moving outward further and further, pushing out everything that would say that you are not a part of love. You feel absolutely embraced by the divine, knowing that you are not separate. And in this moment, all fear is pushed away. Take a moment to take a snapshot with your mind of this feeling in your body. 
recognizing that you have access to this at any time you like. Continuing to breathe, I want you to bring your awareness back into your mind and your brain. Maybe you move your toes a little bit or your legs. And then maybe you move your neck and on your next inhale, I want you to gently blink open your eyes and let air rush into your lungs. One minute hypnosis, baby. Yo. Damn, so here's, that was so good. Now, the thing about that is, that was just a little guided meditation. So can you imagine being able to work with people individually on that level, getting them into that space and being able to say, I want you to invite guilt into the room. I don't want you to invite oh, wow. your shame into the room. I want you to invite the part of you that's crying into the room. What are mm -hmm. they saying? What do they need to hear? What do you need to do so that you can feel peaceful again? How do you love this part of you that's hurting instead of pushing it away? And that to me, and so like when, as I've been training as a, a hypnotherapist, what I'm learning is that all these things that I have been doing intuitively are actually backed up in science. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a, a crazy feeling when it's like the wild. things that you've been like kind of resonating with already uh, and then you just hear something that just enforces what you've always kind of known to be true at some level. Yeah. We, we were told we were untrustworthy. And mm. so to, to even right. be Don't trust yourself. enough yep. to yep. like put yourself out there and say, hey, I, I'm going to lead you through a guided meditation and, and all these things and like, motherfucker, this is lines up with like the world <laughs> and the way it's made. Well, that's um, the same thing. Like, if you read like, you read like Rumi or something and like yeah. Rumi says something that Jesus said just in a different way. Mm -hmm. You're like, well, fuck, it's been there the whole time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, if it's true, it's, it's been true. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with like the stories of the Buddha. Like I've been really mm -hmm. getting into a lot of Eastern philosophy recently. Oh, cool. Oh, the Tao Te Ching. Listen, get that, put it in your, put it in your body. It's so good. Right. Making notes. Um, but, uh, there was a, there's this one, it's so interesting. So like all these things, these tools like on the other side of our, I uh, see, here's another thing about the word deconstruction is I am wondering if it's less of a deconstruction and more of just an evolution. Mm -hmm. mm. It feels more organic to talk about it that way because when we think about deconstruction, well, not so much, mm, I mean, we can use deconstruction if it's helpful, yeah. but like I think about sure. it, like deconstruction means like there was definitely something that was constructed. There was like, uh, I think of it almost just like a city or something. It feels very mm. like, you know, what I imagine it being like, uh, what's that one movie, Divergent, where you have the okay. different factions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. That's what it kind of feels like. It's like, I'm part of this structure. And so part of the call of that book was just like, no, 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 you have to break away from mm. yeah, the yeah, yeah. old way of thinking. Yeah. So it's, but like really, those characters, it just, every time I see a character, it's like they didn't like, Sometimes it was a breakaway, but a lot of times it just feels like the natural motion. There's mm -hmm. like, like, I don't want to think about my faith as breaking. So many people think about it like my faith doesn't work anymore. My faith is broken or like, it's just like, I don't know if that's, at least for me, I'll speak for myself. But I, I think it's more helpful sometimes to think like, no, my faith did not break. My faith grew. Yeah. It's just like, mm -hmm. it's just like I have, I think of it the butterfly metaphor wow. is just like I was a caterpillar before. And then like I had to go through this process of also, did you know that caterpillars inside the cocoon say they, it, they liquefy their bodies. Yep. I was going to say the same. Isn't that crazy? Ew. Are you telling me <laughs> if you I cut open a cocoon, just, uh, just goo, goo. Nickelodeon gack, which is also out. like, you're telling me that it liquefies its body and it just it rearranges itself into a butterfly. That's alchemy, yo. It's alchemy. That for is, sure. and it just knows how to do that. That's yeah. called yeah. magic. That's magic for sure. Oh. And I think that's actually a, a really beautiful representation of kind of what this sort of evolving faith is, right? Mm -hmm. So when you take it, you're gonna melt it down to like just its base elemental goo. forms, the goo of it, right? And then from there, maybe something can blossom. Yeah, you know? and that's kind of like the kickback we get from either people that used to be our friends because they like Adrian and I are more Adrian than me because mm -hmm. uh, I burn bridges way too quickly most of the time Same you do. but but for the most part we um like we, we remain like just nice to people and then but a lot of the kickback we get is 
well, you're just deconstructing because you didn't like this, or you just want more freedom. Right. I'm like, right. well, it's, it's <laughs> well, not, fuck yeah, I want more freedom. It, it's, <laughs> it's not that I just hated the church. It's that my, like you said, Kev, that my faith has grown. Like mm-hmm. I've had quote unquote church, like my wife, we found some some really rich person selling a Peloton bike for super cheap nice. Before, nice. before the pandemic, which we didn't know was coming around. Perfect timing. S- yeah. So she's been using the hell out of it. And so I decided to get on it because I'd rather stay in my house and ride it than go outside in the 100-degree heat and run. <laughs> and so True I, that. I, I've been having church with an instructor who's telling me that I'm worth the time putting in, that <gasps> I can be selfish. Yes. Like, yeah. let your kid have a tantrum, but these 40 minutes, these 20 minutes are your 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, like someone speaking into my soul, and it, I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of it is a physical response because I'm, like, at my end. Like, I can't pedal any faster. I'm mm-hmm. going to die. Um, but, like, my but this person, But this person at the front of the room is yeah. telling you, you can do it, you can oh, do it, oh, you can yeah. do it. Hypnotism. Yes, exactly. Because uh, it, it is exactly. a suggestion in your body. Like, there has been... Um, when I, I've, I've, I've taken the same concept into my yoga practice, like mm-hmm. when I'm trying to do really difficult balancing poses, I just keep saying, I'm steady, I'm steady, mm. I'm steady. Wow. And then I'm holding, like I, call, I held crow pose for like five seconds today. Not gonna I be able to do. It's the one where like you down on your elbows and you're balancing. Hell no, oh, shit. Dude. That one. Oh, nope, not about it. Can't I do tried it. it one time. Like oh, I'm just gonna break my neck. Oh, it's so, <laughs> oh, it's so like I I do it a little bit like I the way I've learned to get into it. Like I go from complete standing forward fold sure. into like that because that's not gotcha. typically how it's taught. But for oh, me, because of how my feet are shaped and how my got it, it's it's more helpful because I also have these big old duck feet. <laughs> and it's very hard for me to do a lot of the sure. I have a lot of uh, uh, modifications I make for myself. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. but yes, the, yeah, it, it is. It's not that our faith has, like, fuck it, I don't want to believe in anything. It's like, no, we found yeah. out that there's a lot of things out there that all point to the same, mm-hmm. like, low base hum of life that's been there mm-hmm. all along. That, that's Rob mm-hmm. Bell's line. It's not even mine. No, yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, like, Rumi, the Buddha, the thing I keep going back to are, like, the... Uh, the, the mystics, the mm-hmm. the desert fathers and mothers and the truths they were talking about. Mm-hmm. And kind of what Danny talked about is like, once you get out of the church and you're finding out all these other people, you're like, man, this was held for me for so mm. long. Like yes. queer theology and black theology mm-hmm. and like, the, and like the struggles like indigenous people have had and like mm-hmm. the, the faith that they had through it all. Like, damn it. I was never afforded any of those yeah. because the white man in khakis thought we should only read these <laughs> other white men in khakis. Right. Yep. And, and like, if I allow myself, I can get very angry mm-hmm. and very fucking pissed off. Yes. Yeah. But then I'm like, well, I need to be grateful for where I am now. Mm-hmm. Like, like Robin Arizona says in Peloton, it's not that we are doing it. We get to do it. Like mm-hmm. now I get to do this thing. And it's yeah, just yeah, that yeah. perspective switch yeah. that allows me to be grateful. You get to finally, uh, you get to finally be alive. Yes, mm. yes. Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. like wild, isn't it? Yeah. Because like I, I know the feeling. It's like it really was this feeling of like, are you telling me it could have been this simple all along? Mm. Yeah. And no. it like at, no. at at first like the temptation of our our temptation of our flesh. I mean, <laughs> I want to say like, it's, it's not even a temptation. I think it's actually a very rational reaction. Yeah. And I think that was something that we also weren't afforded was being able to say your reaction to uh, your oppression, your reaction to the lie that you were made to believe is completely understandable. Yes. And you can be as angry as you need to, as long as you need to. Yes. Um, And so what I, that for me, like, the permission to have anger if I want to have anger is so helpful. And then at the same time, mm-hmm. for me, my spirit says, I just don't want you to suffer. Mm-hmm. And this is also something that Liz Gilbert talks about with herself and she's having a really hard time. She talks to herself. She's like, hey, I can see you're really fucking struggling and you're really mad and you don't want to write the thing and you don't want to make the thing. I just, I love you. I just don't want you to suffer. And mm-hmm. that really is just like, and also saying, I love the part of you that is mad. Yeah. I love the part of you that is pissed off about this. Yeah. I just don't well, want you to suffer. 
that's so beautiful because there were like, we were brought up that it's like, there is a facet of yourself that is ordained by God and God approved that God can co-sign. So like Mm -hmm. he can co-sign like when you're like nice and when you're not jerking off and when you're not Mm -hmm. having sex before marriage and when you're not smoking cigarettes. Right. Mm -hmm. But like Mm -hmm. your rage is a problem. Your bitterness is a problem. Mm -hmm. Your sadness is a problem. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where it's like, we were kind of brought into this, like there is what's holy and then there is what is secular you know like there's Mm -hmm. the sacred and there's the secular and they're in two very separate places yeah and uh i love how you're saying that like there isn't a facet of yourself that isn't part of it that isn't part of that experience and i think that's been helpful for me at least like i i guess i we've always tried to position what we do as like equal parts heavy and light Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like Mm -hmm it doesn't feel authentic for me to be like just this hyper serious, always serious person all the time. I just don't know how to do it. And then conversely, I am also a very emotional Enneagram four. So I cannot just sit in this like lighthearted, like everything is like bullshit. Let's just set everything on fire. Cause I do Mm -hmm. want to bring things to, as Rob Bell calls it, like those base note moments. Mm -hmm. And when you give yourself permission to go, no, that's about right. Like that's humanity. That's the human experience. Mm -hmm. Um, It just gave us a lot of permission. One thing, one thing you say a lot, Kev, in your posts and in your podcast and the content you produce is listen to yourself. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've, that that's the freedom you've given me is just being able mm. to listen to my body and be like, okay, what does my body need? Does my body need to go eat that pizza and that salad in the fridge? Cause it, like it needs it. Or does the body need to crash on the couch? Does the body want to read this book? Like mm-hmm. listen to yourself and give yourself what it needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that it sounds so elementary, mm-hmm. but once again, it's when you're told for what 30, 29, 30 years that you aren't good enough that there are things you need to do to attain this greatness of this thing that you can't even really define, mm-hmm. that of course yep. you're going to be, you can't, like anger is a good part of me, like being right. mad or being happy yeah. over this, like, yeah, it's just a weird mm-hmm. thing to come to grips in like your 30s with yeah. your body. Periods. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. you summed it up quite nicely. I read um, we I, I read uh, Matthias Roberts's book, and then mm-hmm. we actually just spoke to him yesterday, and it was a great conversation. He's such a good human. I love him so much. Yeah, and he was talking about ways that you deal with shame, mm-hmm. and he talks about like look at the shame, the, the, look at the moments that make you feel shame about what you did. For example, mm-hmm. ask yourself what it was you were trying to accomplish that made you act in that way, and then maybe give yourself mm-hmm. some kindness. And I was telling the story. The other day, it's like I was going to sleep Mm -hmm. and, you know, Kev, like when you're trying to go to sleep and then your brain suddenly decides to be like, remember that fucking thing you did to that one fucking guy? How Mm. embarrassing. And then you just cringe into yourself for what feels like hours. And so I was doing this and I was, then I remembered what Matthias had said and I asked myself, like, what was it that I Mm -hmm. did? Why did I do that? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I did it at the time because I wanted to feel cool or feel popular or feel connected. Mm-hmm. And then I said, if I was a stranger who shared this with me, would I be as hard on them as I am being on myself? Mm. And obviously not. Like if you told me, hey, I did this really lousy thing and it was, an un- it was unkind and I'm embarrassed, I'd be like, okay, mm-hmm. it's fine. You know, move forward, mm-hmm. right? Like do better, continue forward. Mm-hmm. But because it's us and because we were so programmed that we are truly wicked, depraved vessels, right? mm-hmm. we are gonna beat ourselves up. Yeah. More punish than yourself now so God up. doesn't punish you later. That's it, that's exactly it. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yes. Because if you can make yourself feel bad enough, maybe when you show up um, for your confession or like, you know, to your accountability group, um, God isn't going to be. What's so interesting is like Nadia Boltz Weber was talking about this in a couple places around confession and the idea um, of confession. This is actually in her um, sermon she did like last Sunday. But she was talking about the idea of confession is less about uh it's exactly that rather than saying I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad. It's just like, it's, it's saying, it's like confessing the need for me to be, I know I need to do better. Mm. And that kind of, there is power in that confession in being able to say like, I did something that was outside of my integrity or what I want to be my integrity. Mm. And so what is so beautiful about the religion of Jesus, if you will, of actual Jesus is that he was talking all the time about the forgiveness of sins. He was, you know what he was doing? Your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. He was just trying to get us like, guys, 
there's nothing separated. You're forgiven. It's done. Stop Mm. fucking around with like, you know, not healing people on the Sabbath when people need to be healed on the Sabbath. Wow. See, because I was always taught when Jesus said your sins are forgiven, he was referring to the sin you committed that day in that moment. What Mm. you're saying is like Jesus was kind of being like, hey, the sins are forgiven. Like the big S sins are forgiven and they have been. That's so powerful. And one thing that I was, I came back to and what's been really mind blowing is like, I don't intentionally seek out scripture, but when Matthias includes it in his book or I stumble mm-hmm. upon it some other way, it, it kind of blows my mind seeing it now from this evolved state of where, where I used to be. But mm-hmm. when Christ is on the cross and he looked to the other thief and he said, today you'll be with me in heaven. Like my question to everyone else is like, he didn't ever go to the tabernacle. He never go to a temple. He wasn't mm-hmm. one of the disciples. And Jesus looked to this dude and like gave him passage into whatever you think paradise is. Mm-hmm. And so how... Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, I don't know. Make it's just, it make sense to me. Yeah, exactly. Seriously, yeah. And, I follow and that's, all these rules, and yep. I have to hate the gay community, and blacks are just here for February, and right. and we have to vote Republican because that's what Jesus would want us to do. <laughs> Got to wear khakis yeah, and have guns. I don't understand. Yeah. And there's, there's such a giant disconnect, and they <sighs> say, a lot of people have told us, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you get this as well, Kev, is that, well, you guys are picking and choosing what you want to believe. And Always. Like, <laughs> You are also doing the same thing too, buddy. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it's, just like, it's always buddy because it's like some white dude who was like, like, "Oh, these these colors don't run." And it's like black, blue lives matter, and all oh, that bullshit. These colors don't these colors don't run. Shoot, yeah, so listen, I tell you what, I'm pretty sure my mama had um, a bumper sticker like that back in the day. Yes, but sure. Um, but it is exactly that. It is a. It is. We're kind of learning how to do faith again. Mm-hmm. And I think that like it's conversations like these. And I think we're going to see when the world opens back up again, and there's more opportunity for people to meet in person. I'm curious to see how these different connections that we're kind of starting to create. Um, I mean, over digital space and in digital spaces, I'm curious to see how it's going to be in the real world because I don't want to sorry, this is the real world, but also yeah. like what it's going to be like when we can be in person with one another and yeah, how yeah. can we take the, like my big question is always like, how can we take these sentiments that we're discussing and putting them into practical application in our life so that both we can feel better and the world can start being healed. Mm. That's what mm. I'm interested in. And I think that's also yeah. what y'all do with your podcast. That's kind. I, I think the, the biggest thing that I think I've, we've heard from folks is like, you're normalizing a conversation that was only ever spoken to in a very close knit circle. Right. You are saying things without having to put disclaimers on them. You know, there, there is something about that sort of loyal Christian soldier where you're like, now I, I love the church. Mm-hmm. You have to add a little, you have to, I love the church. A, I have to hang but. a lampshade on it and be like, I mean, I love Jesus, but don't get me. I love God's people. And when you can normalize being like, these are the things that are fucked mm-hmm. and you don't add a disclaimer. You let them stand under the full weight of scrutiny. And then when that happens, then like the good stuff that should have stuck around the whole time will eventually stick around. And then the bullshit stuff, the stuff that needed to get sold off in the rubbish sale anyway, mm. and the rubbish sale anyway, they'll just be gone, you know? And I think it's this maybe like a demystifying, it's just like holding every, turning all the lights on, you know? Yeah. And just turn the lights on and just call it what it is. Call the bullshit yeah. the bullshit. And then call the beautiful things that you're trying to excavate and you're trying to find underneath the rubble. Let that be the good mm-hmm. stuff that you keep. Amen. See, I told you Adrian was way more flowery with words. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're good. we're coming up on time because I have to go look at another house because the house I put an offer on uh, has $30,000 worth of things wrong with it. So we... we $30,000. And you know what? I made that much money last year. So... <laughs> You cannot afford to have a $30,000 house. No, no, no. We can't afford that. So um, we we pulled out of that one. We're going to go look at another one. And so my prayer was this house or something better. So literally, if you put something up to code, it would be better than what I was looking (laughs) at. See, you know, God, I only want... You just want the roof to stay on. Yeah, I don't want want to leak. I don't want there to be a sewage... Who this house is so fucking old. It's like, yeah, this is a cast iron pipe and it's where the sewage is. And cast iron is not a matter. He said, it's not a matter of if you have to replace it, just when. And I'm like, does someone currently live there now? Nah, no one lives there. It's a, it's someone bought it, flipped it, but then cut the corners. Oh yeah. 
That, yeah, and, that happens all the time. And I'm and like, it sucks. I'm like, y'all are going to keep doing this. You're going to keep trying to sell it at 215 and you're going to keep dropping it and dropping it until like you basically break even because you didn't take the time to make right. sure there was enough electricity running to the kitchen to power the stove. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like, what's a frozen pizza? Uh, uh, I guess we ain't getting it now because hey, the whole house is still off. frozen. It's remaining <laughs> yeah. frozen. Um, oh, I damn. so the podcast is Dirty Rotten Church Kids available yeah. everywhere podcasts are listened to. You can be reached at Dirty Rotten CK on most platforms. Um, and what about you? Twitter and Gmail and Instagram is Dirty Rotten Church Kids. Okay, but what about you? How do people follow you two? You cuties. Ah, uh, shucks. Uh, Twitter, yeah, Twitter. It's at Adrian Gibbs underscore. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, which is A D R N G B B S. Nice and minimalist and hipster. Cute. Uh, Joshy, how about you? Yeah, on Twitter, I am underscore Josh Link. And on Instagram, I'm Josh Link underscore. Do you like uh, how we're like mirrors of each other? I'm just too easy. Y'all are so gay together. And <laughs> um, but yeah, so one thing I really pride ourselves in doing is really connecting with people. So if you're going to reach out to us and you're going to comment, whether it's like, you guys fucking suck or da 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 da, we're going to respond. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, See, yeah. this is the this is the thing I love about like, um, we're kind of. I don't I don't like using the term "growing some balls" because that's obviously a misogynistic mm-hmm. term. But like, I'm also lacking a mood right now. But as, <laughs> I feel like people we're starting to grow some balls around being able to stand up for our own damn faith mm-hmm. because sure. we've got all sure. these evangelicals out here telling us what is what and what is wrong. Yeah. And I tell mm-hmm. you the fuck what I do not give a shit any longer about like impressing nobody about trying yep. to get somebody into my club because guess what my club is very lovely you can yep. come in you can sit we've got you know iced tea and we also have whiskey if you want it <laughs> but guess what we're not going to do is sit around bullshitting about things right. that do not matter because guess right. what tiptoe around your fragile ego mm-hmm. and yeah exactly and and your bravery gives us bravery yeah, that we sure. really appreciate you and we admire you so much we just love everything you are and all you do <sighs> I receive that. Thank <laughs> As you. As you should. <laughs> As you should. Exactly. Okay. I'm going to go, um, uh, I guess I'm wearing a crop top to um, a, a, uh, an open house is not a, a look that says I'm a professional human who prepared can. To, prepared to be a, a future homeowner. Yeah. I'm, I, I get, you got to, what is it? Um, dress for the scam you want to, to do, not yes. for the scam you've committed. I love it. I love it. Cool. That was my conversation with Adrian Gibbs and Josh Link, the hosts of podcast Dirty Rotten Church Kids. I absolutely adore them, and I'm sure you see why. So please go check out their podcast, all the places you listen to podcasts, listen and review, follow them at Dirty Rotten Church Kids, a pop, a post, across the internet. I always want to say across with a T on the end, but that's not, uh, I mean, whatever, grammar is classist, so fuck it. I can say across if I want to. Um, but yeah, I love you guys. So thanks for coming to hang out. Can't wait for our album drop party and our concert that's going to be uh, social distanced. And oh, whatever. I can't think of any more good ideas right now. It's the end of 2020 and I just want to get through the election. Oh my God. Am I going to bring up the election one more time? Yes, I am. Because guess what? It's our last chance, y'all. I know that it can be really, really scary to continuously harp on this, but I kid you not. The only way that voter suppression works is if we let it. And if we show up, they can't stop us. In this election, we're, oh my God, I sound like one of, we're gonna take back our country, if you will. I don't wanna say that, but like, we're gonna make this country more fair. We're gonna take it in the right direction. Like electing Joe Biden and Kamala Harris is not the end goal. It is a step towards the end goal. It is a step towards Shalom. It's not perfect, but it is better than what we have right now. And you have to be able to admit that. So anyways, I love you. I hope that you're doing well. And let me run some credits on the show. A Tiny Revolution, if you didn't know, is supported by 121 amazing humans on Patreon. And Patreon is the easiest way for you to... Mm -hmm, I can talk, it's fine. Patreon is the easiest way for you to support the creatives in your life that are making the content that matters. So if this podcast has been good for you, 
if it has helped you process some feelings, if it's connected you with community, if you, uh, or if you just like me or Josh or Adrian, or you just want to, you know, throw money at me because you got coins. Um, I would love for you to throw some coins my way because it does absolutely help. Not to mention in my Patreon community, every single Monday, I've got a private video just for my Patreon supporters where I come in bringing some really dope guidance, some uh, deep wisdom, some meditation. And it really gets us to this point where like we're readying ourselves for the rest of the week. It's called the Monday Morning Miracle Club and it is just as delightful as it sounds. Other things include mugs and stickers and extra content, including meditations that I'm posting this week. So uh, get in there. Uh, you're not going to want to miss out on this. So why don't you go over to patreon.com slash the Kevin Garcia and learn how you can become a part of the Dirty Rotten Revolution, baby. Uh, yes. <laughs> Anyways, I love you so much. I really do. Please do everything you need to do to take care of yourself. And until next time, please uh, remember to take your meds. Move your body, eat something delicious, call your person, uh, drink some water if you haven't already, and uh, yeah, you're beautiful. And that's for sure, I'll never ever change. Um, that's off key of whatever the background music is anyways. I, uh, yeah, awesome. Okay, well you're ready, you can do it. I will see you later. This has been another episode of A Tiny Revolution. My name is Kevin, and uh, I'll see you next week. Bye.